Mum for others. So my name is Father Richard Nesbitt and I am the parish priest here in the parish of Our Lady of Fatima in White City which is in the, the west of London and um, sitting here in our beautiful church and it's the Friday before Holy Week begins and it's a time of the year which has always a special significance for me as for so many people for me it's the time in which I give thanks to God particularly for this gift of faith I was received into the church at the Easter Vigil back in 1994 so last year I celebrated my 21st birthday as a Catholic the story of that um, is one in which although the years pass I, I see perhaps ever more clearly every year, year by year just the grace of God how much he was and has been and is continuing to work in my life and to, to lead me step by step I'm also very indebted to, to Our Lady in this path, in this journey and it's interesting that every church I've ever worked worshipped in served in as a seminarian or as a priest has always been dedicated to Our Lady uh, in Poland that was the Church of Our Lady of Częstochowa. Since being ordained as a priest that's been Our Lady in St. Joseph's in Hanwell in the west of London, St. Mary of the Angels in Bayswater and now Our Lady of Fatima and I've very 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 much experienced Our Lady's guiding hand in my life and I believe very strongly that it was Our Lady who led me out to Poland as a young man, graduated from university, perhaps a little bit full of myself, um, went off to Poland in 1990. Just when everything was beginning to change, of course, the Berlin Wall had come crashing down. And a time of huge social and political change across Eastern Europe, country by country of the former communist states. And I was drawn out there at that time, myself, you know, not quite sure where I was going in life, but very much searching for a life not based on earning lots of money, but a life based on some kind of service, truth, something, a life lived with passion and meaning. And um, that's how God got me out there. Uh, initially to teach English, although I was very much thinking about being a journalist as well. My, my little master plan was to write this amazing world exclusive about the fall of communism and then to come back to England at the end of it all with the newspapers waiting for me as I got off the plane to sign me up. But when I got there, um, I realized actually that I had so much that I needed to learn from this amazing people. Um, any of you who had any contact with, uh, with Polish people will know what an extraordinary people they are, an extraordinary history, a history of real sacrifice, wiped off the face of the map of several generations, but they're their faith very much at the heart of their identity was what kept them going, what kept them together. And obviously 1989-1990 was a, a time of tremendous celebration for the people of Poland, finally gaining that freedom for which they had worked and, and laboured and protested and struggled and fought so hard and made so many sacrifices. 
And there I arrived at that moment, at that moment of hope, of new beginning. Um, teaching English, a language that so many of them wanted to learn, having been forced to learn Russian all those years. And that opened for me so many doors. I taught in architects' offices, journalists' offices, students, teachers, and one by one each group kind of led to the next until someone asked me if I'd like to go and teach a group of Catholic priests at the cathedral in the city of Wrocław where I was living. And uh, I was intrigued because I'd in talking to people, you know, asking them how they'd spent their weekend or what did in their free time, so many people talked about their church and their parish, which is not an answer you would get in England very much. So I was intrigued by this, this church, this faith that people spoke of so freely and joyfully. And so I was really drawn to meet the, this group of priests. And they were a wonderful lot, I have to say. We met in the, in the flat of one of the priests next to the cathedral. Just wonderfully joyful, and we had a wonderful time. And one of those priests, uh, whose flat we met in, whose English was probably the weakest of them all, and the only English he seemed to know was Beatles song titles. But he managed to cobble together enough Beatles song titles to invite me to come to his church the following Sunday, after a few lessons. And, uh, and I went along with... Um, real kind of curiosity it's very drawn to this place and uh, remember it was a, a January day very cold, very cold, bitterly cold and um, snow everywhere uh, but that kind of sludgy grey brownie snow you get in cities after a while I went into the, the church the big big red curtains at the front to, to keep the heat in and went in a beautiful circular church, an old Gothic church. Lots of people inside, maybe a hundred people or so, some of them kneeling down in prayer, some of them having a little chat together. And there was a feeling of real warmth in that church. Um, now I'd never been in a Catholic church before, so I had no idea what to do. But I instinctively did what many Catholics themselves would do. I went straight to the back pew and sat in the corner. And then the bell rang and out came the priest I knew. And my first Catholic Mass began. And it was all in Polish. Um, I didn't understand very much Polish at that time. It was not just the language. The whole the Catholic thing was really alien to me. So I stayed for some time, sort of fascinated by it, but a bit sort of on the outside really and, and after about half an hour I just thought well you know Richard um, maybe just that that's enough for my first visit and perhaps I'll just kind of tiptoe out now so I tiptoed to the red curtains and, and opened them and went outside and I remember just looking suddenly outside at this scene of this grey January sludgy, snow-coloured city. It's just no life at all, just grey, totally grey. And I just was struck at that moment by this realisation that actually that was a picture of my life at that moment. For all of my exams, achievements and degrees and travels, actually I was really empty. I didn't really know who I was, I didn't really know where I was going in life. And I didn't have this 
this thing, this spark, which the people behind me in the church did. I didn't know where to go, but I I'd instinctively felt that what it was that I was searching for, what it was I was hungry and thirsty for, was behind me in that church, that those people had what I needed. Anyway, when I kept going, I thought, well, I can't go back in again now. So I just went out, and I just spent the next half hour or so walking around in the snow, just walking around in circles, really, not quite sure where to go, and um, having a bit of a Hamlet moment, I think, uh, you know, what's this all about? And then at the end of the Mass, I remember, everyone poured out of the church, and I was sort of over in a corner doing my Hamlet impression. And the priest, Father Mirek, came running out of the church, I remember, and he was looking around everywhere. Now, he saw me, and uh, he came running over to me, and uh, this was the priest who only knew Beatles song titles. And he came up to me with a big smile on his face, and there was a song that was very popular in Poland at that time, which was called Don't Worry, Be Happy. So he just came bounding up to me, big smile on his face, and he just gave me this big hug. And he said, Richard, don't worry, be happy. And I just knew when he gave me that hug, when he said those words to me, that that's what I wanted. I wanted to be happy, to know real deep, joy in a way that I hadn't really in my life up to that point. And that this man, this church, this community, uh, this Christ who they worshipped, that was the, the key to this happiness. And that began my journey. I began to go back to that church week after week. And not only on Sundays, I would find other churches in the city that were open during the day and between English lessons, I would go in and I would just sit down. And uh, every church had a copy of the Divine Mercy painting in. And I couldn't speak very much Polish, but when I could look at that image of Christ literally walking towards me, almost coming out of the painting towards me, I began to talk to him. I began to share my heart, my hopes, my anxieties, my, my ups, my downs. And that was the beginning of a relationship for me with Christ, the beginning of my prayer life, really. And I've always been really grateful to that. That's how God brought me to prayer in such a direct way, heart to heart with Jesus. And all the time um, I came to know God, to know his church through the beautiful testimony and example of the people in that parish. You know, that beautiful African proverb, it takes a whole village to raise a child. Well, it, it took a whole parish to raise me as a, as a Catholic. And it was in their hands with their love and their patience and great compassion because there was a lot in my life that was a mess at that time and they, they could see that. But patiently and lovingly and compassionately with Father Mirek at the head, they, they drew me closer and closer to Christ to come to understand the amazing beauty and glory and gift of the Eucharist, the mystery of the cross, and the gift of Mary, Jesus' mother to us. Mary, of course, who in Polish spirituality and life is so important. And in their care, in the care of that community on, on earth and that heavenly family, um, I was brought to the waters of baptism. 
after four years it took time, I had a lot of questions, a lot of things I didn't understand and I needed to, to work out. But with all of that, all of that care um, and love and support from both heaven and earth, I was brought to those those waters of baptism, that Easter vigil in 1994. And I just remember the, the pure joy, the pure joy of that night. Father Mirak had never baptised an adult before. It's not a not a something that happens in Poland very much. So um, when it came to it, there was me in my white gown, uh, my godparents from that beautiful parish community, the whole parish community there, just so rejoicing with me. And Father Mirak produced a bucket <laughs> of freezing cold water. I think he thought, well, you know, if it's a baby, you have a little shell, so if it's an adult, we might as well have a big bucket. And he literally just poured it all over me. <laughs> and it was so cold. But it was just wondrous. I mean, I literally <gasps> sort of gasped for breath with the shock of it. And I looked up into these wonderful, boyish, joyful, laughing eyes. Uh, the tears in his eyes, the joy in his eyes. At that moment, that journey travelled. And um, I just remember this very strong sense of, of God's voice in my heart saying, Richard, I want you to know that joy, that joy as a priest. And I just was absolutely astounded. I mean, I could never have imagined that that might have been God's plan for me to become a priest. Um, my life up to that point, you know, hadn't been the life of a priest. And um, I still had a lot to change, a lot to learn. But that was the the moment that God really hmm, brought me close to his heart and revealed the fullness of his will for my life. It took time. It took time for me really to discern that that was indeed God's voice. But with the support of that wonderful parish community, uh, the continued support of Mary, of Christ himself, and the saints that I came to know out in Poland, um, St. Faustina, St. Maximilian Kolbe, and Edith Stein, of course, was a native of, of Wrocław. Um, through their inspiration, and of course, our great Pope St. John Paul II, who was a frequent visitor to Poland in those years and who just inspired me so much with the depth and the generosity of his faith and his great love for Mary of course as well with all of that help I mean I was so spoilt thinking back about it you know I was brought back to England um, in 2001 to begin seminary and here I am 15 years later about to celebrate Holy Week uh, now as a parish priest um just pure grace, pure gift. Um, and it's also been my great honour and privilege to serve uh, our diocese as our vocations director for the last seven years. And and that's just been the most beautiful gift to see others, to help others on their journey, uh, to come to know God's deepest will for their lives. Um, it's so humbling and beautiful to see the infinite variety of ways in which God touches and transforms people's lives and brings them to that that place where he can reveal to them his deepest will for their lives. 
So for all of this, for all that has been, for all that is, this wonderful parish in which I'm called to serve, this wonderful people here that remind me so much of my parish out in Poland and very much for the journey ahead, wherever that may be. I give thanks to God through his Blessed Mother and I pray that others too may come to know this fullness of life this fullness of joy and this fullness of faith for which each one of us has been created by our loving and merciful Father. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of heaven and earth, Pray for us. Amen.